Welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. I'm Kelso. And I'm Carla. And I'm Carl. And we're back with another episode of the podcast, like we are every couple weeks. Yeah. When was the last time we actually like made a podcast in two weeks? I think it's been a while. So good job, it's us. It's been a while. We did it. Yeah. Congratulations. Which, considering Summer December. Like, yeah, yep. Yeah, it's the end of summer. That's like a a good time to to start getting reasonable about your schedule again, right? Yeah. Unless um, unless you're me and you gotta like take classes through the summer, so you don't you don't get to school. Oh it up. yeah, you're you're working on like uh, not thesis but like final portfolio stuff, right? Yeah. It's great. I gotta spend like I gotta spend like three hundred bucks on just stuff to have at my at my like booth sort of thing. Yep. Uh, I'm buying I'm buying candy to pass out. I'm buying, nice. buying, buying little little lollipops, like twisty <clears throat> twisty pops. I wanted to get rock candy, but rock candy was like twice as expensive, and uh, mm. I'm not not spending that much money. That's fair. Yeah. Um, we had to do when we did our games thesis presentations. Um, we like had to design the space for our, you know, in which our thing was going to be displayed, um, because you know that's part of like interaction design is also space design. So it was kind of part of the thesis was like, what is your booth going to be like? Mm-hmm. And so because mine was about um, like creatures on an alien planet, I made like. A little cave and I had to buy like these big heavy green curtains to hang around the side of the booth and like all this like fake foliage and stuff from like craft stores yep to hang around and it was a lot of fun actually yeah I still have most of it <laughs> we're, we're actually like using those curtains as our actual window curtains now nice yeah I have I have curtains that I just have never put up in my apartment but my windows are sort of weird so that wouldn't really work but I have I have like black curtains because because I'm I'm a I'm a bog bog creature <laughs> who hates the sun. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Blackout I, curtains are important because otherwise you like wake up at dawn and no one wants that. Yeah, yeah, that's true, and it's not great. Uh, I'm I'm sort of like. I'm I'm done with this summer early sunrise late sunset BS. <laughs> Just let it be let it be winter and and dark forever. <laughs> Amen. I I'm eternal darkness. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I I have like like re- reverse seasonal affective disorder where <laughs> where summer is like by far the worst time of year for me for many reasons. Uh but yeah, uh, enough about my weird messed up brain. So how how are How's you guys' weird messed, weird up, messed brains? up brains? Yeah. Uh. I've been, uh, I'm now four weeks into my five weeks of training stuff at work. Um, like my extra packed schedule stuff. Mm-hmm. So just one more left, and this one's at least fairly close to home. So I don't have to stay at a hotel. So that's nice. That's good. Um, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm like feeling the sort of marathon thing going on where it's like, 
Just one more week. Just get one more through one more week and you can collapse. <laughs> just do it. One more week and you can you can get sick mm-hmm, on, on the downswing. <laughs> yeah. Although yeah. I did last weekend, um, I managed to fit in time uh, to go to a Ren Fair. Because uh, there's a Ren Fair in uh, like an hour south of Seattle. And uh, I rode a camel. So that was cool. Nice. Oh yeah, I saw that. As I say, there's, I put some pictures on Twitter. Huh. I figured because I am, I am like writing a story that takes place in the Arabian Desert, and you know involves some nomads, who historically do a lot of camel riding. Um, I should I should feel what it feels like to ride a camel so that I have that experience under my belt and can describe it properly. Man, that's the kind of research I can I could get behind. <laughs> Mostly, I wanted to ride a camel, but uh, yeah, it was yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's a very it's a very sort of swaying motion, like the the motion of the camel really rocks you back and forth as you're moving. Oh yeah, I could see that. Uh, and you end up sitting like right over its shoulder blades, so you can sort of like really strongly feel them like alternating moving up and down underneath you which is strange but cool yeah. huh i could i can see like camels just kind of like like saunter this they are the best word. motherfuckers aren't they <laughs> yeah hmm. i know it's like yeah. how do they how do they carry that much mass on those spindly little legs <laughs> i'm sure it's good for walking on sand i'm sure it's designed well for walking on sand <laughs> yeah hmm uh, but yeah, that's that's probably the most exciting thing that's happened to me lately. Nice. That's more exciting than anything that's happened to me lately, so... so. <laughs> or me. Yeah. I haven't had anything happen. No? Just been vegging out? Yeah. Enjoying the last dregs of summer? Yeah, I'm I also made, it's, uh, it's cooled off a little bit. I've also made blackberry lemonade, so that was Ooh. the thing. Um, it came out way stronger than uh than i was expecting um so it, it's really it i sort of accidentally made um blackberry lemonade concentrate um so if you mix it like half and half with water it's fine <laughs> nice <laughs> turns out like blackberry is a very strong flavor it, it kind of is yeah yeah huh hmm. no Oh, man, that's making me want to make some like cold brew coffee, which you also, which also is a concentrate that you have to dilute. <laughs> I tried to drink that straight once. Oh, uh, it was a, the chai concentrate, um, <laughs> and he's like, "I like chai. It says it's strong, but I, I bet I could just drink it." Um, and don't do that, folks. <laughs> I've, I've like taken a sip. Like I, I've gotten chai concentrate before, and I took a sip of just the concentrate just to like see what it tasted like on its own and it's not it's like for me it was not so much that it was extremely tea flavored but it was just so sweet like they put so much sugar into that stuff yep yeah hmm. yeah it was one of those it was i don't i don't remember exactly what it said unfortunately but it was like a white container with black text and there were absolutely no instructions on like what the proportions should be for mixing it um, it, in fact, it like specifically said something like, um, like the true tea master 
is inside you. Like mix with as much, you know, milk as you feel, you know, as as you are moved to do. It was like something like really weird and flowery like that. I'm like, but can I have an approximation, please? Nope. That's <laughs> that's good. That's very good. Cause like, sure, I, I will I will do it to taste, but I should know if I should be starting with like a one to two ratio or a one to one ratio. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that kind of stuff is usually a one to one, but I don't know. I don't know, man. That 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 sounds like some pretty serious tea concentrate. All yeah. all getting into your inner tea master. <laughs> I wish I could remember what the brand was so I could look up the uh, the container. That sounds like but like it... like Doctor Bronner's chai tea concentrate, like like. It's talking about I don't know the hypercube or whatever it says on the Doctor Bra. <laughs> I haven't I haven't gotten Doctor Bronner's in a while, but I have no idea what that is. Oh, it's it's like a it's a like a castile soap, and it's super concentrated. Okay. But but the the bottles are just densely packed with text. I think there's like some scripture on there, and like talking about how like we're we're all one. Like human race on with on Earth, a spaceship Earth, or so like it's it's the rantings of a madman, and it's it's a great read if you need to pass time in the bathroom, I guess. Like, <laughs> and it's also pretty good soap. So, well, that, I mean, that would be the more important part, presumably. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good soap, and it lasts forever because <clears throat> you only need a little bit. Anyway, that's yeah, my that's I mean, my this... plug of the week, <laughs> Doctor Broder's soap. The soap podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, this one was just very frustrating because we were, like, specifically looking on the box for directions. And it gives you this really unhelpful, like, eh, just kind of do whatever. It's like, you're the, you're the box. You're supposed to give me directions. Just, like, give me a hint. Yep. Me just just, just a, a vague hint, please. Well, a general <laughs> idea would be good. That's, that'd be fine. Uh, you're not the tea master. Yeah, I do not have an inner tea master. To be fair, I don't really drink chai much. It was mostly uh, mostly Hux thing. So I do like I do like a good chai. It's a uh, it's a good good stuff. Yeah, I have to be careful with caffeinated drinks because of my stomach. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so. yeah, true. Unfortunate. Anywho's. Anywho's. <clears throat> Anyone else do anything like fun or noteworthy, or shall we move on to the game we have been playing? Well, you know what fun and noteworthy thing I did? What's that? I played a bunch of Dream Daddy. <laughs> oh, oh, man! <laughs> <laughs> Segway. Segway. It's the, thing that, it's the thing we did this week. Yeah. Uh, or these two weeks. And I had actually, like already started playing it when we were recording our last podcast because i'm like eh, even if we don't do this for the podcast you know my friend is streaming it and wanted to discuss it with me and yeah. and i should play it so we played it um so dream daddy for those of you not uh in on the internet zeitgeist uh movement whatever i don't know what do zeitgeists do they just exist do they do they turn do they i i feel like they sort of they sort of yeah, uh, out. they they sort of <laughs> perpetuate for a little while and then they and then they subside. Nice. So for those for those who are not 
currently marinating in the current internet zeitgeist. Um, Good. Dream Daddy is a game out by uh, by the game Grumps, who are a group of uh, like YouTube type folks who do the game reviews and let's plays and a whole bunch of different stuff. I think some skits possibly. I don't know. Um, and uh, specifically, it's by uh, Leighton Gray and Vernon Shaw. And uh, it's a game where you, it's a dating sim, uh, where you are a gay dad dating other single gay dads. Um, and that's, that's like pretty much the whole premise. Uh, yeah. Like, there's, there's really not much more to it than that. It is a, it is a gay dad dating sim. Yep. A gay, and, uh, gay dad visual novel. Yep. Uh, it's it's interesting. A lot of people are. There's a lot of articles about it because um, obviously there's a lot of queer representation that you wouldn't get, or that you know you don't get in mainstream games mostly, uh, including some trans representation, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's basically just. I feel like it wouldn't be noteworthy if it weren't for the fact that like most mainstream games like wouldn't go there. Because it's like, yeah, no, it's just a dating sim about a bunch of characters. They're reasonably well-rounded. Like, that shouldn't be earth-shattering. But because they're gay characters, it's like, oh, we never get well-rounded gay characters in media. Honestly, like, that's part of it. I feel like more of the zeitgeist was due to the daddy meme. And the capitalizing on the daddy meme. And, like, the good representation was kind of just a side effect of having to make a dream all about dads, hot dads. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Six yeah, I mean, one, half dozen of the other. Yeah, really. I, I would say I would say probably the hype was more about the meme, and the like articles written post hype have been more about the representation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a bit of both for sure. Um, and we we don't I don't play a lot of dating sims overall. Um, the only other dating sim I can claim to have played is the other one we played for this podcast. Hustle Cat. Um, which was Hustle Cat. Um, but I, it seemed like a fairly typical uh, dating sim. I mean, the, the format was different than I expected. Yeah. Um, because I expected in... Uh, and again, very little, very little experience with dating sims, so I could be totally wrong on this. But my expectation is that most dating sims, there are a series of sort of branching paths. It's like a tree that you go down, and you know, if you do some things in this direction, it closes off some other things in this other direction, and you sort of branch down until you hit an end point to the narrative. Whereas this is more, there's like an introductory segment in the beginning, and then you can just go on like as many dates with as many of the people in any order as you want, uh, and then when you go on a third date with someone, the game ends. Yeah. Which I think is unusual. Yeah. Uh, for dating sim. Uh, in my, in my experience, it, it is, and I mean, I've I've played a handful of dating sims. I've played, you know, I've played probably more dating sims than like most people I know. But I also feel like I haven't played that many, just because there's a ton thousands of and thousands there's of so dating many. sims, and there's like even more than that that have never like gotten an English translation because it's, you know, primarily a, a Japanese genre, the visual novel. Um, 
which is frustrating when you see a visual novel and you're like, oh, that looks cool, I want to play it, and you find that it has never gotten an English patch. Ah! Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, yeah, I've, I've never played a game with, with this sort of format either. So, which is, I think it's interesting because it allowed me to experience most of the story in one playthrough. So I, I got to, like, the second date with pretty much not every single dad, but almost all the dads before I went on the third date with anyone. So I got to see, like, a ton of story without having to restart and with, while using the same character. Yeah. And I read a thing later that, um, that makes it sound like different things happen in some of the scenes based on what you may or may not have done in the past with other characters. But if so, I think it's probably pretty minor changes. Like, it's no, like, major storyline diversions or anything. It's just small alterations to the scenes. Yeah, as, as far as I could tell, it, it basically was like, oh, you got, like, an extra line of dialogue indicating mm -hmm. that, that, you know, you had met this person in the past or that you had, like, done, gone through this scenario. Just, like, just an aside saying, like, oh, yeah, this happened. And then yep. you go and back to the story. Yep, and occasionally I got those asides without having gotten the appropriate scenes for them, oh. which I think were probably bugs yeah. um, and or, like, sloppy coding. But there was definitely, like, um, like, I met Robert for the first time, and it was like, ooh, last night was, like, really awkward. What should I say? And I'm like, I didn't meet Robert last night. Like, I saw him vaguely out of the corner of my eye in a coffee shop once. Like, is that, does that count as having met him? Like, I don't even know who this guy is. I don't think I even learned his name. Yeah, I had a few of those. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I mean, it's because it's primarily a narrative game, I guess the like, the best way to describe it is just go through the characters, and uh, we can talk about, like, what the different dates are like with them. Yeah. Um, so there's, I believe, seven, seven. dateable characters. Yes. Um Let's see. I'm going to find a list so I don't have to just... There we go. Um, I can just look at my achievements page, because I ended up dating all of them eventually. Oh, that's true. Um, so in order of the achievements, uh, Brian. Um, Brian is the, like, handy dad, like, handyman outdoorsy guy who you end up being super competitive with. Like, you are determined to be better at everything than Brian. Uh, but he, like, works, like, building decks and things. He's, like, a contractor. Yeah. Um, so he's super... And he's, like, good at fishing and camping and all the, like, manly outdoorsy stuff. Uh, there is Damien, who is goth dad, um, who's just, like, straight up a goth. Like, he wears fancy Victorian clothes and has, like, renovated his house to look like a Victorian mansion. And he's just really into it. That's his thing. Yep. Um, there is uh, Hugo. Hugo is a uh, is your daughter's teacher. I should mention that the player character, unlike many uh, dating sim type games, the player character is entirely customizable. So there's not really much to say about your character and who they are. That's kind of up to you. Yeah, um, I mean, other than you are a dorky dad character. <laughs> but you're like a cool dorky dad, kind of. Yep, kind of. Like, I don't know, there's there's all these, like, points where, like, Amanda's rolling her eyes and cringing at, at your at your dorkiness, and I'm like, 
I guess this just means that I'm getting old, but I'm like, I think, I think dad is a cool dad. Like, this, this is not a, not a, not a huge dweeb. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, but, you know, he was, like, in a ska band and things like that. I was so. in a ska band. <laughs> Were you really? I was, yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Yep. I bet you were not called the Scommunist Manifesto, though. No, we were not called the Scommunist Manifesto. Um, right, so uh, so uh, Hugo is your daughter's teacher. Um, a bit fusty, a bit put upon, doesn't handle his students very well. Um, like, as someone who works, like, as a teacher and with teachers, he's not a very good teacher. But, uh, all right. And uh, his, we well, we'll get into the sort of character reveals later, I guess, uh, when we talk about the dates. Uh, there's Craig. Craig is your uh, former college roommate who you sort of reconnect with, uh, who's very bro-y and has, like, recently become, like, an all-out fitness dude. So he's, like, fitness dad, um, coaches his twins softball team. Uh, there is Joseph. Um, who is the local youth minister, um, who is the only married character, or the only currently married character, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, and they, they, they lay on real heavy with him. He, is, uh, he and his wife are Joseph and Mary Christensen. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they go, and their, their kids are like uh, Chris... Christine, Christy, and Krish, or something like that. Yeah, there's like one named like Baby Krish or so something. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that yeah. one was a little bit that that kind of uh, broke through the the level of like cute joke into like like crazy parody. But anyway, yeah. um, there is Matt. Matt is like the sort of hipster, music loving um, coffee shop dad who like owns the local little coffee bistro and that like hosts open mic nights and he likes to go to concerts and things um and then there's robert who's like the uh he's not the, bad he's the dad, alcoholic but... like alcoholic obsessed with cryptids dad yeah he's the uh he's the like bad boy dad i guess it's the sixties noir movie, Dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. He's, he's the dad who has his own demons to face. That he's yeah. he's he's the dad who's trying real hard to work on himself and not really doing a great job, but he's trying. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He's uh he's interesting. Um, he's the only one that I had to like restart the game, so I could get like uh his good ending, because oh. I. Had fucked up one of the earlier dates too badly. Did you sleep with Robert on the first date? I did, I did not, although no. when I restarted the game, I tried it just to see what would happen. Yeah, apparently what I've read is that if you sleep with him on the first date, that's all you do on all the other dates. Yeah, like... if, you, if you sleep with him on the first date, you become a booty call and he never opens up to you. Yeah. Um, and like the like he'll, he'll sleep with you again, like, you know, the, I think actually the first date from what I remember, if you sleep with him on the first night, the first date, he doesn't even, you don't even get to see him. You, like, message him, and he never responds. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then, like, the second date, you message him, and then, like, much later, he's like, hey, you want to come over? 
and you just come over and then he makes you leave in the morning. Like it's it's actually like really kind of cold and unfriendly and like it's it's not a good path. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um but yeah, so Robert Robert's sort of an interesting character and yes, Robert like does proposition you for like a one night stand the first night. Um like before you even start the dating part of the game when you're just like in the meeting everybody phase, you have the opportunity to uh to just sleep with Robert. And I had never seen any, like, I, I've watched a couple people play the beginning on Let's Plays at this point, and I had never seen anyone actually take that option, so I was curious what would happen. <laughs> but yeah, no, the, um, so, so Robert's dates are, um, on the first date, he takes you out drinking with Mary, um, who is Joseph's wife, and she likes to hang out in the local bar and, like, hit on young men. In a way that's like kind of predatory and weird. Yeah, she like she hits on them, but she never she never like leaves with them is the thing. Well, she leaves with them in that she has them walk her home, but she yeah. doesn't sleep with. Them. Yeah, like she's just she's just doing it for the for the lulls, I guess. She's the, or it's you know, the thrill to feel, of the to chase. Feel tra- yeah, thrill the of the thrill chase of the and chase. to feel attractive, and because she's like. She, her and Joseph's marriage is real broken, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so the first one you go out drinking with uh, her and Robert, um, and there's a point, like, midway through the date uh, where, like, she, um, like, she starts talking about, like, how she's got some weed in her purse and do, do does everybody want to, like, go smoke weed? And I'm like... At that point, I'm like, I'm a father. I have a daughter to take care of. I'm out. Thanks. <laughs> and you can just leave the date at that point, which I yeah. did. Um, and so, yeah, you can't get the good ending with him if you do that. Um, if you stick around, you don't actually do drugs. Instead, you, like, um, get really drunk, get some late-night pizza, and then sneak into a movie theater. Because yeah. it turns out, like, Robert's really into movies. Yeah, Robert. And, Robert's and Robert, basically yeah. a teen. You just like <laughs> stay out. Well, I guess I don't know. Maybe not a teen. Maybe just like like a just freshly twenty one. Like let's let's get drunk and and sneak into a movie theater. Yep. I mean, he's to be to be clear, he's not actually recently twenty one. He just no. acts that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's 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 got the recklessness of a of a young man. Yeah. Um, and the uh, and the regret of an older man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, so you, you sneak into the theater with him. He almost fights a teenager, but, like, manages to talk his way out of it. His whole thing is that, like, he, he sort of has so much, like, so many layers of irony in his humor that it's impossible to tell when he's joking and doing a bit and, like, when he's being, like, creepy and, like, serious. Um... So he's yeah he's always talking about like horrible thing horrible tragic things that end up then just he was making it up. Um, so he manages to talk his way out of a fight with a teenager. Yep. Which was kind of funny. Yep. And then um, the second Robert date. Yeah. Is... What happens on the second That's date? That's the one where you go out to the Overlook, I think, and and oh the, yeah, the wood carving. Yeah. I should mention there are a series of mini games peppered throughout the various dates of various characters. Yep. Um, and they're each unique, and they were, like, sort of each separately designed to be their own thing. Um, and the whittling minigame may be my favorite. The whittling minigame was pretty good. Yeah. It, it so, basically just gives you a chunk of wood, 
and you like scrape a knife over it and it reveals generally smaller pieces of of wood that are poorly formed because you're you're the, the premise is that you've never whittled it before so you're just doing it for the first mm-hmm. time so it's like oh it's a toothpick oh it's a it's a it's a popsicle stick <laughs> like yeah just yeah yeah and there's one and you, at, at the end of each one you get to decide what it is out of three choices so it's like you made chopstick left-handed chopstick right-handed chopstick ambidextrous <laughs> I forgot about that one yeah that one was good um, and some of them, like, there's one where you make, like, more or less a, a bird shape, and one of the options is swan, and it, it says, like, so if you pick swan, it says, you made the meanest bird. Yep. Um, and there's one where, uh, like, you make, I think one of the options is it's a, a Ouija board planchette. It's just like this little rounded egg shape kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, if, if they say, uh, like, you made a, and you put, like, I don't know, it's like, you made personal whittling progress <laughs> so it's very cute it's very sort of uh i don't know i sometimes the humor in this game was kind of eye-rolling but other times it like really genuinely made me laugh yeah and that that mini game was one of the ones that just really genuinely made me laugh i feel like that's sort of the crux of dad humor is sometimes <laughs> it's really good and sometimes it's like oh jesus yeah basically yeah, in one of the early sequences, um, so part of the, I guess I probably should have gone through the, like, pre-dates, like, meeting everyone stuff. There's, like, a scene at the bar, there's a scene at a coffee shop, there's a scene in the park, um, and there's, like, it culminates in, like, a barbecue with the neighborhood. Um, but, oh, shoot, I was going to say something about that barbecue. The, the barbecue at Joseph's? Yes. Oh, they go the through a whole humor sequence one. of, like, terrible puns yeah there's like yeah. a there's like a whole like line after line after line of just terrible barbecue puns i forgot about that because i see the way i played through it is i played through it all one dad like twice i think i did that with with damien and matt and then i was like i'm not doing this anymore this is too much exposition so i i did those both like the first day that i played it and then i never did the intro section again so i don't i don't remember the intro section so, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So you have an option of like a couple places you can go explore around town, um, which are uh, one of them is a park where you have like a Pokemon style battle with Brian where you brag about your daughters. Yep. Um, one is a coffee shop where you meet Matt uh, and just sort of learn about who he is. There's some there's some music pun references which I didn't get at all. I gotta be, right said banana bread is my favorite joke of the game. Oh, see? <laughs> yeah. See? That's, and then you pick the name of the banana, he offers you banana bread that he's testing, like, the recipe for, and he lets you name it, and then he, like, continues to refer to it as whatever name you pick throughout the rest of the game. I went with uh, Banana Bread Kennedy's. Yeah, they're the, so it's Banana, banana Bread Kennedy's, uh, right said banana bread, and Grateful Banana Bread, um, which was the only reference I knew. Um, I went with Right Said Banana Bread because that sounded like a better name for banana bread, and I assumed it was a music pun of some kind. Yeah, it's uh, it's Right Said Fred. Who? What did, what did Right Said Fred do? Oh, they did I'm Too Sexy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then and then Grateful Dead is uh, Grateful Dead is Grateful Dead, and then uh, the Banana Bread Kennedys is uh, Dead Kennedys. They're a punk band. They're okay. they're, they're pretty good. 
Um, so yeah, so that's the that part. Um, then you go to the bar. Mary hits on you, and you meet Robert. Um, and then like Robert offers to uh, to take you home. But um, you can actually skip. I don't know if you can skip all of those, but you can definitely skip the bar because I did skip the bar, uh, and then yeah. still got that message about Robert in the <laughs> barbecue the next day. Oh yeah. Yeah, me too. Hmm. Um, and you can skip the gym. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. And then yeah, you have a, a like morning after the bar. You have like a morning wake up where like you go to the gym with Craig, and sort of like run on a treadmill and hurt yourself. And you can skip that one as well. Oh yeah. And then I... you have to go to uh, a parent teacher meeting at school and talk to Hugo about Amanda. Yeah, I skipped the gym because at this point I didn't understand the structure of the game. So I still thought it was, like, whichever direction you sort of go in, that ends up being who you date. So I was like, ah, I don't want to date Craig on my first run. So then I skipped <laughs> it, and I realized that I was wrong the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, if you're not going with Craig, it's not that important a scene, so. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, you basically get, like, one scene to introduce you to each of the dads, more or less. Oh, and, okay, so I'm, I'm trying, I was like, there's certainly a dad I've missed. So if you, after the, another skippable one, after you go uh, to the meeting to meet Amanda's teacher, um, you have the option of taking her out to dinner at the mall. Uh, and if you take her out to dinner at the mall, you meet Damien at the, right. like, dead goth and beyond clothing store. Yeah. <laughs> where he's complaining that a, a blouse is, like, uh, Edwardian instead of Victorian. Yeah. Which I thought was a, a good scene. Because yeah, it, 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 it perfectly encapsulates the kind of people who work at, you know, mall mall hot topics, especially. Yep. <laughs> Just like these disinterested teenagers. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I, th I think that's all the dads. I think that's all the interesting. You meet Joseph in that, like, he comes to invite you to the barbecue and then he is hosting the barbecue. Yeah. Um, that sounds... But I, I think that's all I think them, that's yeah. all the interesting. So, so back to Robert. So, um... Yeah, so Robert scene two is you go out onto this, like, you know, make-out point kind of place with him in his pickup truck, and you do some whittling, um, and you maybe see a ghost? Yeah. <laughs> maybe? Unclear. It's, Possibly it's, you see a ghost. Yeah, the, uh, the, the Dover ghost, I think, is what yeah. it is. Yeah. And, and you learn about his, like, cryptid obsession. Yeah. Uh, and then on the third date, uh, if all has gone well, um, I think oh, you, you go out drinking and then you crash a ghost tour. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like a, like a haunted city tour and you and, uh, you and Robert pretend to be ghost hunting experts and like make up a bunch of stories about ghosts. Yeah. Uh, to get free t-shirts. Yep. And, uh, then you go home with him and he talks to you a little bit about like, um, how he like how his wife died and how it sort of like screwed up his how he screwed up his relationship with his daughter and she's like coming over the next day and like wants to reconcile and he's like feeling really unsure about it um, and if you if you get the if you do the good path uh, then rather than sleeping with him you just kind of like help him come to terms with his shit and like that he needs to work on work on himself and work on being a better person if he wants anything to improve yeah basically and then and then in the last scene which is the final scene of every game i think i mean i know you can screw it up with your daughter uh mm -hmm. and i never did 
but the final scene is like it's her going away party because she's graduating high school and she's going off to art school to become a photographer and like you throw a graduation party and all the dads show up um and you have a little scene with every dad uh and and if if you like if you do well with robert then his daughter shows up at the party and like she's a, a fashion editor i think at like a at a fashion magazine or yeah some some media person in brooklyn yeah like fancy she's very cool <laughs> yeah and 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 she like talks to your daughter and she's like yeah if, if you need an internship hit me up and mm-hmm. then yeah and that's that's how that ends yeah and you so the good ending with robert is actually not being in a relationship with him because so the the final scene of the graduation party is you sit under the the cherry blossom tree with the uh, dad of your choice. Yeah. Um, and the uh, like different things happen depending on the, the story and sort of how well you did. But in Robert's good ending, he's like, hey, like, you know, I really like you a lot, but, you know, like being with you has made me realize that I like really shouldn't be in a relationship right now. I need to work on my own shit. So, like, can we just be friends while I work this stuff out? And, and like, that is a good and healthy ending for him. I was very happy for that ending. Yeah. I'm like, good, good, you do need to work on yourself. <laughs> let's, let's, like, I'll be there for you while you do that. Yeah. 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 Um, so before I get into the, uh, the various other daddies, for the record, uh, which daddies did everybody go for first? Everybody knows which daddy I went for first. Yeah, I went for golf went for- dad. Yeah, you went for Damien. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I went for Robert. Nice. I guess yeah. that doesn't surprise me that much. Yeah, Robert was my second. Robert was my second second dad pick. Um, I I realized like very early on that I did not have the constitution necessary to like deal with Robert. So so Robert was like my last one. Um, but actually, Damien was my last one. Robert was my second to last, I think. Um. I went. I was all set to go for Matt. I was. I was sure I was either going to go for Matt or Hugo, um, because I felt like Matt was the most conventionally attractive. But then I thought like, ah, but Hugo's a teacher, and I'm, you know, like I really like the intellectual type, and like that's going to be, uh, you know, that's going to be the character that I'm into. Um, in the end, I went for Craig. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> because I, you know what, we had a, we had like a pass together. And, like, he was just, like, the most comfortable person to hang out with. Like, there was not a lot of awkwardness. And we, like, had fun stories. And, like, I don't know. Matt, unfortunately, like, I knew zero music references. Uh, So I, like, I was just, like, really out of my depth on the relating to him with music stuff. And uh, Hugo ended up being a little, like, too high-strung for me. Yeah, that's fair. I... I, I do love the Matt scene where, where you smoke weed with Matt, but it turns out to just be, like, oregano. <laughs> so, you know what? I did not go back and smoke weed with Matt. Is oh. that what happens? Yeah, you, you go and smoke weed with Matt, and you're like, this is this is oregano. Uh, and then, like, I think later his daughter comes home. Or no, later you go home, and, and your daughter's like, what smells like burnt pizza? <laughs> and you're like, Nothing! <laughs> Uh, yeah, you you like you smoke you smoke oregano with Matt, and then you're like, this is dumb. Let's just like listen to music instead. So, so does that's... he know it's oregano? Yeah, yeah. Like you, they light it up. And they're like, this is not weed at all. Which like I feel like you sh- if 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 you have any any familiarity at all with with the way weed smells, 
it's pretty distinctive, and it is yeah. pretty distinctly not oregano. Uh, <laughs> but you know, it, it's a it's a funny scene to to put in a game, I guess. So yeah, that's fair. I'll still probably. I wonder if there's an ESRB thing about like having drug references in a game. I don't know. Like it would bump up the rating or something. Um, I mean, there's not too much about the game that's like particularly explicit otherwise. I guess there's a lot of drinking in it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so the... So so let's do math scenes since uh, <laughs> since we started talking about that one. Yeah. Is that, that's the end of his first date, isn't it? Uh, After the concert? Or is I that... Know. I think that might be the second date. Okay. The first date is the concert. Um, he invites you to go out to uh, just a music concert, and you do, and it's, uh, it's like, it's interesting. And they, they actually, like, reference a real band. Um, and there's it was funny because they, they, like, Matt meets with them after the end of the show, and I'm, like, looking at the pictures drawn of these characters, and I'm like, these are definitely real people. Like, these look way too much like illustrations of real humans rather than, like, made-up characters. This, these, this must be a real band. And so I looked up a photo of them, and sure enough, like, in the drawn picture in the game, one of the guys was wearing the exact same shirt as was in the picture that I googled. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, found a reference pic. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and there's a mini game in that one where you like have to not get mosh pitted away from the stage, basically, where yeah. you're like trying to get back to the stage through a mosh pit. And that yeah. one was really tough. I had to restart that several times. Yeah, um, I, I I did it. I had to do it twice, I think, because I didn't understand the objective. I thought you were actually trying to get to the end, and it wasn't just like a stay alive as long as you can, or stay alive for the duration of the timer. So I failed it the first time, and I was like, I, I don't accept this, and I reloaded a save, and I did it again. Yeah, I reloaded that save like three or four times, because I was just bad at it. It was, it was, I mean, that's the thing with a, a lot of the mini games is they're not, they're not, like, really polished, tight experiences. They're just kind of like goofy little things that they throw in. Yeah. So, and I yeah. mean, most of the time they're not that important. Yeah. Like, it doesn't really matter whether you win or lose them. Mm -hmm. So, So yeah. So, you get the end. Does does he play for you at the end of that date or the end of the second date? I think that's the second date. I'm that's probably sure. the second date. Yeah. What happens on the second? I don't even remember the second date. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember how it starts either. Um I just, I just know that you end up smoking weed with him at his place, and it's not weed. And then, and oh, then you he... go to, um, you go to like a record store with him. Yeah, right? that's what it is. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. You go, yeah, you go um, buy some records with him. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty like non fancy like it's a pretty chill date. <laughs> Those dates go. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So you go to the record store. You go back to his place. You do or do not smoke some weed <laughs> slash oregano. Yeah, and then. Uh, and then you like try it. You sort of like, you have to sort of like muscle him a little bit into into playing the, the piano. I think was it piano? I think it was piano. Yeah, piano. Um, and he's like reluctant to do it, but then he does it eventually. Uh, and then the final date is is open mic night at the coffee shop. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't remember if like a band drops out 
I think a band. Well, it's, it's the it's the horrible opening band from the concert that you go to on the first date. The Ooh. one that's like people screaming and and like stomping on accordions and setting themselves on fire and shit. Yeah, the the experimental band. Yeah, right. And they yeah. and they want to play. Yeah, but... and that's like absolutely not. Yeah, and I don't know for some for some reason then you the dad ends up having to play, and, and... yeah, there's an empty spot and you have the option of like insisting that he play or offering to play yourself. And insisting that he play is, like, a bad relationship move for him. Like, it, it lowers your, your points because, um, like, he's very, he's very shy and has, like, clearly has some level of, like, social anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, like, like saying, like, oh, you should go in front of a bunch of people and, like, play, which you haven't done in a long time and are really uncomfortable with, is, like, not a good relationship move. But you can offer, because you used to be in a ska band, you can offer to go on stage and just suck at it horribly yeah i think that was my favorite mini game it's like the key play the keyboard mini game and all you can do is just like bang on the keyboard with your your sausage glove hands yeah it's like a surgeon simulator sort of thing with a keyboard yeah. just like drop your your hands onto the keys yeah. and you, you always hit several keys at once so there's like no way you can make it sound good Yep. And it has one of those little, like, pre-recorded synth beats that come with, like, keyboards mm-hmm. going on in the background. Yeah, and then, and then like, it, it it all goes well and Matt does end up going on and playing at the end. And you find out, like, that uh, he, he and his wife were in a band together and she died. And since then he, like, hasn't been able to bring himself to play music. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's like a getting over, getting over your, your emotional baggage sort of thing. Uh, and then the the ending, I think, is just like, yeah, we're we're a couple now, and I'm gonna start making music again. I think, right? Is that how that goes? Uh, yeah, more or less. He's like, you know, yeah. like being with being with you has made me realize that, like, you know, I it's made me feel like I have someone in my corners who can support me, so I don't feel as bad like bad about putting myself out there, kind of thing. Yeah, and, like music. So, yeah, so that one's pretty sweet. Um, let's see, who's next? We should do Damien next, since uh, since you do Damien. Kelsey. Oh yeah, yeah. So so Damien is the goth dad. Uh, I mean honestly, like, I found I found this route pretty boring. Like you just you go to his house and it's a big big cool like Victorian mansion, and I don't know. He shows you the garden, which is it, like a beautiful Victorian garden. Um, and then I think. Oh. His... The first date. The first date is hilarious because you got to go bail his son out of being yeah, in trouble at yeah, school, and that's his... the funniest part. Yeah, that 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 part was funny. I forgot about that. So his his uh, his son is in the basement of the school, uh, bricking another like walling another student into the basement wall with bricks, as a la uh, the cask of Amontillado, the uh, the Poe story, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then and then you sort of have to like, yeah. Basically, you have to like take him home, and and Damien has like the talk with like the I'm, don't do that again, son, yeah. because his son's like a little a little shit mall goth kid. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, the I love the like that scene where he's like walling that kid in, and you're like, why are you walling that kid in? And he's like, uh, I wanted to see how long it would take him to notice. Yeah, basically, and the other kid's just like. I don't even remember. Like he he used something to entice the other kid because that's 
That's how the cask of Amontillado goes. He told him there would be like wine down there or something, which is what he does in the story. Oh, I I didn't I didn't I don't remember it being like that literal, but yeah, I mean that. Whatever. There there is some something that happens, and that was that was super silly. Yeah, that was that was a good story, and then. Uh, but you do get to like admire his his solid dadding skills. He's like a good parent. Yeah, yeah, he is a good parent. Um, the second date, I think you go you go to a movie, like a, a horror movie. Oh yeah, that's right. He let he writes you a really flowery letter. Yeah, uh, inviting you to the movies, and you you pick like a, a like cheesy vampire like horror action. Yeah, um, and and you find out that despite. Despite his uh, appearance and lifestyle, he is actually uh, d- does not have the constitution, let's say, to handle horror movies, and he gets <laughs> quite frightened. And he spends yeah. he spends the whole time trying to play off his fear as like he's he's working on writing a novel in his head, and he's like coming up with very frightening scenes in the novel, and he's scaring himself. <laughs> like like oh, I just I thought of a, a, a frightening. Scene for my novel, or like it's something like that. Yeah, um, yeah and I, that's basically the whole date. I think he gives you like a monogrammed handkerchief or something at the end. Oh, yeah, then you go to the graveyard after that. Oh, you go right, hang out yeah, in the yeah. graveyard for a bit, and then you run into Robert there, who's like cryptid hunting with his Boston Terrier. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and then what's the third? Oh, the third date is he. he third calls... date is the reveal. The reveal of nerd Damien. Yeah, the the he calls you up and he's like, ah, oh, there's an emergency, and so you like you go with him to the uh, the animal shelter, and he changes into like a like he's wearing like you know a goth like cape and a flowy like cravat and a waistcoat and and full goth attire, and then he changes into like a, a polo and khakis, and he's like. Now you know the secret. I'm I'm actually the IT tech for this <laughs> for this uh, animal shelter. Like surprise, he's a normie, um, and and one of the dogs gets loose, and so you you run around the the neighborhood like hunting for the dog. The dog I think ends up you find it at Hugo's house, and yeah. and the the dog has sort of taken a shine to Hugo's son who, who Hugo's, is shit. Hugo's son being the one who was being walled up in the yeah. school. Yeah. Um, who, like, is also kind of a, a shit kid. Yeah. Um, yeah that's and... also the one that Robert almost fights. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, and, and basically, like, Hugo shows up and he's like, what? What is going on? And, and they end up adopting the dog because because, because the kid actually, like, Gets is, along with it. Yeah, gets along with it and is sort of like pause has has a positive uh, interaction with the dog where he doesn't really have positive interactions with anyone else. He's like, ah, maybe this will be good for the kid, and so they keep the dog. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then and then at the end of the the like the end scene, uh, Damien shows up to the party, not in his goth attire, but in his normie attire. And he's like, yeah, I like thanks for, you know, making me feel like I don't have to hide the fact that I'm just a normal person. Yeah, um, I don't have to like put on a persona to like be perceived the way I want to be perceived or whatever. Yeah, like, like people will think I'm cool no matter what. Um, yeah, that's that's basically it. It's a pretty, pretty un- uninteresting ending. 
Was he was he not your favorite dad in the end? Or would you still, given the choice, would you still go for him again? Uh, yeah, probably not. I don't know. I don't think any of the dads are really my favorite dad, which we can talk about later. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, uh, so Craig, Craig was mine, uh, next. So, um, so Craig's whole deal is that, like, uh, you knew each other in college, uh, and now, and he used to be, like, just like super terrible like he, they mentioned that uh he once like just ate um was it like a jar of pasta sauce or something as a meal oh yeah it's it's basically a smoothie yeah basically a smoothie right it is basically a smoothie <laughs> yeah um so uh is the is the first date the softball game or is that the uh yeah the first date's the softball game now, this is the one I did the longest ago, so it's it's not exactly fresh in my memory. Um, but yeah, so you go to the softball game that he's coaching for his uh, his twin daughters. Also, he always wears a baby. Um, like, he's got one of those little, like, front carriers for his daughter, River, and he's, like, always wearing her on the front, and sometimes her expression sort of changes yeah. for, based on the scene. Yeah. And she's pretty adorable. Um... So you go to the softball game, you meet his twin daughters. Um, it becomes clear that, like, he has a problem where, like, the other, like, soccer moms are just constantly hitting on him. Yeah. Which, that uh, is uncomfortable. Yeah, and he's, like, super eager to please. Um, so he, like, doesn't turn them down, but he's also, like, you know, feels really awkward about it. Yeah. Y- you do the softball game, and then afterwards you go to, like, a pizza pizza joint. Yep. Because the girls win the softball game or something. Yeah. And so the second date, um, he takes you, like, on a run, and you get to the park, and there's, like, a, his his daughter drops her stuffed capybara. Yeah. Uh, and so you have to, like, go on a little, like, detective mission to, to find it and, like, interview people and, and eventually stop Joseph's kids from dissecting it. Uh, because they found it. Yeah. And then... The third date is the campus. No, you, you, there's more, there's more to the second one. Isn't there? You, it's like, the you, second... like, go back to the, you, like, go back to the field and, like, toss a ball around and talk about your past and sort of his hang-ups and wasn't... how he's, like, super stressed out. Wasn't there a day where you get brunch with him? Oh, I think that's part of the second date. That's okay. after the run, because it's the brunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you go, you go to a diner and get brunch, and the waitress hits on him, and he just, yeah, he talks about how he's, like, really stressed out, and he just wants to, like, provide a good life for his girls, and, Mm -hmm. uh, he feels like there's, like, a ton, like, on his shoulders, and so you propose, like, going camping, um, and then that becomes the third date, is that you two go camping, and, uh, there's a death ending in that (laughs) <laughs> that third date. Yeah, there, there are is. a few death endings in the game, uh, and that's one of them. Where there's like a place where you're like going and jumping from uh, like this high waterfall into like a rock pool, and if you do it enough times, like to the point where Craig's like, uh, "Okay, I'm done with this," and leaves, and you just stay and keep jumping, then you fall and hit your head and die. <laughs> yep, you get an achievement for it too, I believe. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and then what else happens? I think you forget, you forget, um, or, or someone forgets to pack, like, a lighter or matches or something, and you're like, oh, shit, how are we gonna, like, build a fire and stay warm and cook food? And you end up, like, doing it old school style with, with a stick and some dry yep. grass. Yep. Very, um, very badly. And then, and then, I don't know, you, like, you, you smooch in the tent, you, like, share a sleeping bag, and you probably, mm-hmm. probably get sexy with him. Yeah, it's it's implicitly sexy. Yeah, I was gonna say there's no like it's not like a like a hentai game kind of thing. Like there's no explicit like sexual scenes, but there's you know there's like some like implication text over a black screen and um, yeah, so you probably get up to sexy times in that tent. And then yeah, that's his date. And then the uh, the like post like the epilogue scene with him in the. Uh, um, beneath the cherry trees, like him talking about, you know, wanting to to make sure that he occasionally takes care of himself and and takes more time for himself and to relax and things like that. Yep. Uh, who who else? We haven't done Brian or Joseph or Hugo. Hugo. Yeah, that... Hugo's Hugo's was pretty funny. Yeah, I liked Hugo's. Um, so didn't Hugo... do Hugo. You didn't, or I did not. Okay, yeah, Hugo's is fun. Um, so Hugo, uh, date one is you chaperone a field trip with him, and uh, you go to the aquarium, and some of the girls on the trip try to steal a penguin, um, and you have to, like, there's a mini game where you have to stop the penguins escaping from the aquarium, mm-hmm. which is sort of odd. Uh, it's like a, almost a little pinball kind of thing. Yeah, sort of. Or like a like a, like a bubble bobble sort of. Yeah, it's it's odd. Um, and then the second date is like trivia night at the local restaurant with like cheese boards. Yeah, and everything is like cheese themed. Like there's you have to come up with the the name for your your uh, trivia team, and all of them are cheese puns. I went with the uh, Havarti like it's 1999. Oh, I went with that uh, easy breezy beautiful. <laughs> Good, good. Yep. Um, very, very, very high density of puns in this game. Yes. As, as you might expect, considering the subject matter. Absolutely. Uh, and then after that, you you go back to his house and he, you you see his like collection of wrestling, like pro wrestling memorabilia, and and that's like the big his secret. Dark secret. Yeah. Is that he's super into wrestling. Uh, yep. The third date becomes you go, you take him out to a wrestling match, and like he gets to meet his favorite wrestler, and he's like super pumped about it, and he teaches you about pro wrestling. Oh, and uh, and some uh, some some kids from his school show up, and at first he's like, oh no, I don't want them to see me because then they won't respect me, and then and then he sees them all in the parking lot, and. There's, like, one really shitty kid who's, like, a dick about it, but the other kids are like, what? That's so cool! And and eventually, like, he goes back to school and he's like, yeah, they have a weird sort of respect for me now that they didn't have before, now that they know that I'm super into wrestling. Yeah. Um, and the, the game, while you're at the wrestling match, the game does a little bit of, like, a meta-commentary where, because Hugo's talking about why he likes, because he's normally, like, a very literary kind of guy, which is why he kept this secret is because he's worried that people will think less of him if they know he's into, like, this kind of lowbrow thing. 
Um, and he says the thing about how, like, I think it's cool that, you know, even though it's, like, really cheesy and almost, you know, like, funny and, like, almost a parody at times, they still actually manage to tell kind of subtle, nuanced stories. I guess. And I'm like, I see what you did there, game. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yep. Like, okay, I get it. <laughs> nudge, nudge, yes. Yeah, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. All right. Um, yeah, and then, I don't know, there's not... The the end is like most of the endings are just the same. It's like yeah, I'm glad that I I met you and that we're a thing now, or mm -hmm. like I really care yeah. about you. And I'm glad that now I feel comfortable talking about my secret thing. In this case, my secret wrestling hobby. Yeah. Uh. So Joseph. Jo okay, yeah, we'll give you Joseph next. What was that? <sighs> I, like I, I don't know how to feel about the Joseph storyline. Because you also can't end up with Joseph. Uh, in the same way that you, like, the good ending, you can't really end up with Robert. Yeah. Um, you, you can't, the good ending is you don't end up with Joseph. But you do sleep with Joseph. Yeah. Which I would so much rather have it, it have been, like, the other way around in terms of, so, so Joseph's whole deal is that, like, he's in this marriage that is clearly making both him and his wife incredible incredibly unhappy yeah they're both like, just she, miserable together yeah they're miserable she's like constantly anti antagonizing him and she's like snarky and mean and like you get to know her a little bit more in robert's storyline mm -hmm. um and you get like okay this is just like partly she's just kind of an inherently like snarky person which is fine it's just not at all who joseph is and doesn't like match his personality at all yeah um, but also, she's just really bitter. Like, yeah. she's really, really unhappy. Yeah. And it's like, you know, there are, there are times when, when like, ending the marriage is the best option. Like, yeah. just because you marry someone doesn't mean that you made the, uh, the right decision. Um, yeah. <laughs> but... And so, like, clearly, like, they should be getting a divorce. I feel like that's... Like that—that's a—that's a pretty clear like. I don't know. I feel like that comes across in the story. So, um, date one is you—you uh, you go do like a church bake sale with him, and you like meet his kids, and you help him make brownies, and um, it's kind of cute. And and Mary is sort of a dick about it because she is. Yeah, I think uh, I think my favorite part of the whole Joseph storyline is the his two kids that are twins. And they do, they do like the creepy twin shtick, and and it's one of those things where Joseph has to be like, okay, like knock it off, you're creeping people out. But at the same time, he finds it hilarious, yeah. um, which is which is why in in Craig's storyline, you find his kids in the woods cutting up the the baby's capybara doll because they're like doing the creepy twin shtick. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, they like to cut open dolls. Apparently, it's like a thing they do. Yeah, it's like we're gonna play doctor yeah. and and do surgery on on the dolls. I think is yeah. is like how they phrase it, maybe. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That those are like that's like my favorite side character bit. I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, more so than uh, uh, like Quizmaster Quinn slash Quizmaster Quinn was DJ fucking Quinn. annoying. <laughs> Slash Tourmaster Quinn yeah. slash Spinmaster Quinn. Um, like I'm, I'm glad that Quizmaster Quinn got like a positive resolution in Hugo's storyline, but yeah. that was still just a fucking annoying character <laughs> that didn't need to exist. So, so in the second, yeah. 
Sorry, Carl, you started to say something? No, yes, Clark. Yeah. I hate that character. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> you feel me. You got uh, it. We're on the same page. So the, uh, yeah, so the second date with, uh, with Joseph is you chaperone this, like, uh, like, youth ministry dance thing he's trying to hold, um, where the DJ is, uh, is this Spin Master Quinn, who's sort of this, like, jack-of-all-trades performer guy who shows up in a couple different storylines, yeah, like he, and he's always he, super depressed. Yeah, like, he DJs the, the dance, he does, he, he MCs Quiz Night, um, mm. And then does he, the ghost he does the ghost tour. Yeah, that's the other yeah. one. Yeah, and he's uh, like his his he's like having some trouble. He's like estranged from his wife, and so he's always super depressed about it. And in uh, in Hugo's storyline, at the end, you like stage an intervention for him and like make them get couples therapy, and so he's like much happier. So it's like uh, all the jokes at the beginning are like, like. I don't know, like, oh, they're dead inside, just like me. And then at the end, it's, it's you know, like, oh, that was, like, such a, a, a beautiful moment. Beautiful like my beautiful wife. Like, he's just <laughs> yeah. like, ah, stop. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, you say something about it to Hugo, I forget. Like, something about, like, are you happy that, uh, you know, that he's finally gotten better? And, and it's something like, well, I guess there were positive and negative qualities to both versions. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, um, yeah. So, so, so the dance. Yeah. So what? I think. I think you end up having to do. De- oh, because he he Quizmaster Quinn comes on and he like plays one sad song on repeat. So you get him out of there and then you end up having to DJ it, and like all the kids are like not into it. So you get out on the floor and you start dancing, and you mm-hmm. just like pick old dad dance moves. And apparently, I was reading, I, d- I can't confirm this, like, uh, on my own. Apparently, you can get a death ending here as well. Really? If you do all of the Ooh. wrong dance moves, and then you end up with trying to do a backflip, like you land on your neck, and you die. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, that like, that's worth, I, I'm, think of, I'm thinking about going back and, and doing it again, just so that I can see if that actually is a death ending. Uh, well, I know there's, I looked up what the achievements are, and I know there is an achievement, I think it's called Panic at the Disco. That's probably um, it then. <laughs> yeah, I know there is an achievement that is, uh, like, involves that scene, uh, and the backflip. So, uh, yeah, that's likely the death ending. <laughs> yeah. Um, at, at some point, I think you you run into Mary again during during joseph's route right and she's it's a, like it's, yeah it's like a post date like between scene where she like she like sort of warns you off a little bit or like is at least really snarky at you about like oh you're joseph's new best friend or whatever yeah um, um but there's more to the dance one though because the after the dance he takes you to the like margarita zone that he oh, set up in his office right 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 <laughs> Where he, like, put out, like, little Christmas lights and, like, got a little blender and made margaritas. And, and, and he talks about, like, wanting to get away from all his problems. And there's, there's dialogue that references Jimmy Buffett songs. Mm-hmm. Yes, which, which I, I, I picked the correct answer because when I, was, when I was small, my dad used to listen to a lot of Jimmy Buffett. So yeah. I know... So many Jimmy Buffett songs. Yep. Any <laughs> anything I know about Jimmy Buffett, I know because my dad listened to it. Yep. It's it's the most dad thing I think you can listen to. Yeah. Oh, oh, Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
so uh, so that's a thing that happens. Um, and yeah, and it's just like Joseph just seems really sad. And there's like a moment where like you guys have a sort of a moment together, and like he almost leans in for the kiss, and then he freaks out and like doesn't. Um, and it's like. Man, Joseph, I'm I'm worried about you, dude. Yeah. And then you go on the third date, uh, where it turns out like Joseph is uh is living on his boat because uh, his wife kicked him out. Yeah. And and there's a whole dialogue about how like yeah we talked about it and we decided that there's just no way of of salvaging this marriage. So so then you get stranded out at the out at sea because because you forgot to because yeah because joseph forgot to put gas in the yacht which is like that annoyed me because i'm like that wouldn't happen like that's such a that's such a rookie like mistake super like cliche romance story Um, sort of thing and like any anybody who like goes out on a yacht frequently would know to make sure that they're but you know whatever um, so then you like you drink wine and you sort of explore his yacht a little bit while he's trying to get the radio working um, and you find, yeah, and you find out basically, like, he's living on the yacht, and that's when you get the dialogue about how he's done, like, how he and Mary have decided to end their marriage, and then you make out with him, and then you sleep with him, mm-hmm. uh, and then the next day, like, you, you manage to radio the Coast Guard, and, and they, like, tow you back to the harbor, mm-hmm. and then at the end of, of the final, like, party scene, then Joseph comes back and is like, "Yeah, we talked about it again, and we're we're gonna try to stay together." And it's like, "Well, what?" <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was really taken aback by that because I would absolutely much rather have not slept with Joseph, like not had a romantic resolution to that plot, and had him divorce his wife because, like, clearly that is the much healthier choice for him. Yeah, I really like that part of the story that twist i guess i wish it, it was interesting i wish it would have been least. been one way or the other where like you don't sleep with him and shit's not so bad with his wife like and so they end up getting back together or you do sleep with him and like they they do end up breaking up. like just like pick one because i don't know the fact that like he decided they were gonna get a divorce and then you slept with him and then then just kidding we're not like i don't that that makes him seem a little scummy to me yeah yeah, yeah but i, I, I like that people like aren't perfect i mean i i will grant you it does feel very realistic yeah like the, that is absolutely the sort of shit that happens yeah but it it didn't feel very satisfying to me i guess i i don't know i feel like i wouldn't have minded it so much if if they hadn't, like, set this character up as just being, like, super good, wholesome guy for the mm-hmm. most part. I don't know. Well, do you know about the secret Joseph ending? Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, I didn't... I Like, I haven't gotten it. I thought it was, like, not... You, ca- you can't get you it. Can't okay, get it. you can't get it, right. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it ex- it's a hot coffee situation. It's, like, it exists in the game, but there's no in-game code way of accessing right. it. Right, because that's what Some I people... read, is that they, they data mined the achievements and found... Yeah, found another there's a achievement you can't get. Yeah, um, and it's uh, like there's some some people theorize that it was meant to be like a like a Halloween DLC uh, thing that that you know might be released later or something like that. Hmm. Um, but anyway, there's yeah, there's stuff flo- floating around online about a secret ending in which like 
uh, Joseph is actually part of like a dark cult that's murdering everyone's wives or something like that. I mean, that makes sense. And that's why everyone, everyone's wives is dead. Yeah. Yep. That's good. Yep. That's, um, I'm glad that they at least in some way might possibly theoretically be addressing that because like <laughs> the, the sheer unlikelihood of having eight or, well, I guess like seven single dads with dead wives and and all of them like all of them are are gay so their wives essentially were beards like not, not necessarily i mean, I mean not necessarily some of them are bi and yeah. and some of them are like craig's just divorced his wife isn't dead oh yeah that's i forgot about that because yeah his wife is uh smashly i think Ashley, yeah uh yeah <laughs> like i don't know i just like the statistical unlikelihood and of all also, of it i'm not just sure like, hmm. i'm not sure hugo hugo had uh has like an ex male partner, I think. Um, so I don't think he was ever actually like married to a woman. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember like someone. Hugo's. Someone has an ex male partner, and it was either I think it was Hugo. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like. <laughs> I just thought. I, I just mean, thought it was funny, and I I like I like the idea of them setting up like an explanation for it, even if it's like a dumb, goofy explanation. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, you know, so take that as you will, whether you believe that, like, that that counts as canon or not, given the, the circumstances. But, so potentially, that could explain why Joseph is, like, weird and creepy. That also, uh, I, I know a lot of people, like, right after the game came out, a bunch of people were, like, really frustrated and, and upset about, about Joseph's ending, and it, it sort of sounded like the devs were having a lot of fun with that. So there's also a part of me that is theorizing that maybe that that secret ending was put in there just as like a red herring to frustrate people further. <laughs> um, you think it's a troll move? I think it could possibly be. Um, I mean, it's 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 whatever. I guess it's not outside the realm of possibility. Yeah. I know in the interview about it, uh, like, one of the devs dropped, like, some kind of cryptic, like, oh, I'll be surprised if anybody actually, like, finds out more about it or something like that. Oh. Um, so, that I mean, that could be further trolling. Yeah, who knows, you know. Um, I mean, I gotta say, like, I did not consider, when I started the game, Joseph to be the character that I would be, that I would find most interesting. But that's yeah. sort of what ended up happening. Yeah, he has like a he has definitely like the sort of most like not taking into account the potential may or may not exist like secret version of his story. Like his is the most kind of realistic and down to earth, but in a in like a really sad way. Yeah. Okay, so so we we know who our first dads were that we picked. Who who did end up being your favorite dad? Oh, well, we haven't got over Brian's yet. Oh, shit, we haven't got over Brian and, yet. I forgot and about that. Brian, Brian does have my favorite death ending. Yeah, Brian has a pretty good death ending. Okay, so yeah, Brian, Brian is the dad that you, uh, you're constantly trying to one-up because you see him as a threat to your dad's superiority. Um, so, what was the yeah, first? So... I don't remember what the first Brian date was. Uh, the second one is mini-golf, right? No, the first one's mini-golf. The fir yeah, the first one's mini-golf. Okay, and the second one's fishing. Yeah, um, so the mini golf one has uh, has a mini golf uh, mini game. Yeah. All of his have mini games. Yeah, like it's very com competition based. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so there's a mini golf. 
game and uh, like you go out with Amanda and you and Amanda are competing against him and his like precocious daughter um, Daisy she seems nice uh, yeah she's I like, like Daisy yeah she's like 10 and super precocious I like, and, like I like most of the kids I think I think yeah. of the kids my favorite were my favorites were Daisy and uh, Carmen Sita Matt's, yeah. Matt's daughter mm-hmm. you know you really don't see a lot of Carmen Sita in, in yeah, any in anyone uh, in anyone's path which was a little disappointing to me, but you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, I think, I think I, I think I won at mini golf. I did maybe. as well. Um, I don't know if that's. Like, I'm not if sure that's it actually makes a determined. I think the storyline is the same either way. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so you guys like make a bet about like mowing each other's lawn, uh, and then you go. You know, you, you mini golf over it, and then you go and have like drinks at a little like tiki bar place. And Brian invites you out to go fishing next time, and you lie and say that you are an amazing fisherman, even though you know nothing about fishing. Yeah. So then the next date is the fishing trip, and and there's <laughs> another there's another fishing mini game. It's like a bejeweled style uh, match three. Fishing, fishing. Which is the weirdest abstraction for fishing, like the least to do with fishing. I was so worried because I was sure there was going to be a fishing mini game, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be really hard. Like, whatever the fishing mini game is, it's going to be hard as fuck because I know nothing about fishing. (laughs) And then it ended up being a match three, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I can do a match three. I would have preferred a, a fishing mini game. I didn't. I didn't like the match three because all of the designs were so similar. Yeah, and they were so. yeah, and they were like constantly jittering around the screen. That it was like I just ended up staring at it and like feeling really annoyed by it. But again, it, it doesn't really matter. It's sort of an interesting take on a match three because like good game design for a match three, you would normally think of as like you you make each of the different things you're matching as distinct as possible. Yeah. to help people see patterns and you know and do well at the match three. But in this one, they intentionally make all the fish very similar looking. Mm-hmm. So the point is that you have to actually be really careful about what you're matching where to not accidentally make mismatches. Yeah. And not only that, but the 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 individual fish are like sort of, there's a slight animation to them. And they are consistently swapping places of their own volition on the board. Do they do that? I didn't yeah. even notice. Or at least, at least I remember that being the case. I could be misremembering, but I think I think they do occasionally just like switch places on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe I was just that bad at it. But I, I feel <laughs> I feel like I actually like saw an animation. Um, so so yeah. So there's that fishing fishing mini game. I like the justification of it. Like oh yeah, they tend to group together. So if you just find a group, then you can reel them in. Like what? That's not how fishing works. <laughs> Stop it. Yep. Um, and then I think you you capsize the boat. Yep. And then you and, like and Brian saves you from drowning. Yeah. And then because and you then, didn't put on a life vest because you're an idiot. Yeah. Uh, this one this one was my most annoying because not because of Brian but because our our player character dad just like made me want to fucking slap him in the face yeah exactly it brings out his competitive side which is like not a good side of him at all yeah it's it's the this whole storyline is like a parable on on the on you know masculine fragility 
<laughs> yeah, basically. Um, He's, like, just trying to be nice to you and be your friend, and, like, you cannot stop, like, competing with yeah, him like, and antagonizing you, you him. constantly see it as, like, him trying to undermine you when that's not what it is at all. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, I don't know, you, you go back out to the shore and, like, oh, Brian takes off his shirt and you get to see his bod and, like, drying, <laughs> drying your clothes by the fire. Um, yep. And he has a, and he has an adorable corgi that you play with. That's true. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. So third date is the carnival. Yes. Where I I liked this one a lot because I, I liked the setup for it. Basically, your daughter and and his and Brian's daughter like conspire to get the two of you like locked up in the Ferris wheel so that you can like hash out your differences. Mm-hmm. Um and and you find out that. This whole time, your your competitive spirit has led Brian to think that you just dislike him. Yeah. Um, uh, like, and he's just trying to be nice and like continuing to try to impress you so that you don't hate him, and that just makes you more competitive. So, like, so. Well, it can. You can either at that point you can choose to like accept his apology and like be a decent person about it. Uh, or you can choose to continue being an asshole and try and fight him. Yeah. <laughs> at, at which point you go for a punch, you miss, you fall out of the Ferris wheel and die. Yep. <laughs> and that was the first death ending I found, and I laughed so hard. <laughs> you know what? If if that's what happened, like if that's what had happened in that situation, you really deserve, you really deserve <laughs> the death. They trying to yep. punch a poor man, like on yep. the Ferris wheel. As he's apologizing to you? Yeah, as he's apologizing and, like, telling you that that he's not a bad guy and that he thought you hated him, like, that mm-hmm. confirms it. Yep. Um, yeah. And then, and then like, you come back down and you're like, oh, we're friends now. And then, and then you smooch and then you end up, like, being a couple. Mm-hmm. Ta-da. Yep. That's, that's, like, almost one of the most conventional romances. Yeah, basically, that... That that really does follow like the the romance novel trope where, where there's, you know, initially tension and then you get over the tension, uh, and then and then and then that turns into passion. Uh, <laughs> okay, so now that we have gone through all of the yep. dads, who who actually did end up being your favorite dad? Myself. <laughs> That's true. Good answer. Alright, yeah, maybe they're... Yosef. I think Yosef. Joseph is interesting. I liked I liked Robert's storyline a lot. I did I feel, I still feel like I got along the best with Craig. Yeah. Although I gotta say, the the end scene, the like actual romance in the tent scene, uses the word bro way too many times for a romantic scene. Yeah. That's I forgot about that, but mm, that is accurate. Yeah. Man, my Super favorite, awkward. my favorite actually ended up being Hugo, and I put Hugo off until like way, 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 way late, because of mm-hmm. because of reasons that I, I will, uh, discuss when we when we like talk about I guess our our further opinions on the game. Um, but yeah, I I like didn't want to do Hugos, and then I did, and I was like, oh, this is a good story. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I guess I gather like one of the people involved in the making must be like actually really into wrestling. It felt sort of like a an impassioned fan kind of sequence. But... Probably, I wouldn't be surprised. 
Um, I feel like I feel like I heard in an interview with Vernon Shaw, like I heard him talk about pro wrestling. Um, I think in that interview he did with Teddy actually when Teddy was doing that like LA series. But anyway. Ah, uh, yeah. Um I, yeah. I don't know. I Robert Robert's interesting. Um I like I guess I didn't really expect any different from his storyline. But uh it was it was still interesting the way it played out. Yeah. Uh, so so I have let me see. I have, I have a, I actually took notes this okay, time around cool. again. Um yeah, I didn't take notes, but I have I have like I have unpopular opinions that I'm ready to, to explain <laughs> to, them. To ready to, to lean in with. Um, I like that Joseph sometimes says, uh, like, he has some weird exclamations. Oh, yeah. Sometimes he just says, wink out loud. Yeah. Which is kind of hilarious. And, it, like, when he's startled, he'll be like, Lawrence of Arabia. Or what were they like, oh, Kirk Douglas. And what was <laughs> Yeah. Like, Robert Redford. <laughs> yeah. Those are pretty good. Yeah. Um, we should maybe talk about Amanda. We could talk about it, yeah, because there's like a whole storyline there. Yeah, because she's like the most consistent character. You get to spend time with her pretty much between all the dates. Yeah, uh, and she's she's awesome. Like she's a super cool kid, and your relationship with her is super awesome. Yeah. Um. um yeah. It okay. reminded me a ton of Gilmore Girls, actually. Oh. <laughs> In that, like. So. I, I don't know, did either of you watch Gilmore Girls back in the day? I, I, I have watched way too much Gilmore Girls. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I basically grew up on Gilmore Girls. My, my story is the opposite, where I never watched Gilmore Girls. I had one friend who was, like, super, super into the Gilmore Girls, um, like, when I was, like, late high school, like, maybe my senior year. Mm -hmm. And one day, she this, this friend um, was also the person that I smoked the most weed with. Uh, and and one day she like we got really high and she made me watch an episode with the Gilmore Girls and I hated it and I was like way too high for it I was like I don't want to watch this anymore ah! so that's my that's my experience with the Gilmore Girls I see <laughs> um, um, so so I didn't I was not like a huge fan particularly but my mom and sister used to watch it together a lot and so I would like catch some of it sometimes because I'd like come hang out with them. Um, and there's a certain unreality to Gilmore Girls in mm -hmm. how quippy they are with each other. Like, their dialogue is always, like, spot on and, like, super snarky and, like, you know, on point and fun in a way that, like, no people actually really talk in real life. Yeah. And yeah. that's how I felt with Amanda and, like, the player character, is they have these really cute banter interactions that no one in the real world would ever have. Yeah, I had the same problem. Like, Amanda just seemed like a perfect character. Sort of. Like, always having the right responses and... Yeah. I, 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 was, I was expecting there to be, like, more, more conflict with, with Amanda. Just, like, you know, by virtue of that's what happens when you have to raise a child is that there's there's conflict between more parenting more actual parenting yeah involved. like there's conflict between like you know wanting to like having to raise your child and also wanting to be friends with your child and i guess that that's that's sort of mitigated by the fact that she is like she's 18 she's fairly independent she's in her last year of high school and she's getting ready to go to college and at that point like there's less parenting like there's less you know like having to put your foot down i guess sort of depending on 
whether or not your child is a problem child. Yeah, um, I mean, there's, like, one scene where she, like, comes home late, and you have the option of, like, telling her you were worried or yelling at her or something like that. Yeah, and, and there's there's points where she's, like, clearly unhappy about something, and it's, like, <laughs> do, you, do you let it be because she clearly doesn't want to talk about it, or do you, um, do you... Like push her, push about her it. on it, and there there is a way. I, I guess I found out while I was reading about you know the endings and the achievements and stuff that you you can like fail at your daughter, but the only way to do it is to just like be a dick. Yeah, to consistently like, be a to dick. To just consistently pick the worst option, and I'm like, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, the the achievement is called World's Okayest Dad. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I could see it being like it's a little too perfect. But at the same yeah. time, I, you know, it's it's okay, it, I guess. It fits with the tone of the game overall, yeah. which is pretty, like, cheesy and lighthearted and kind of, you know, like, it doesn't take itself too seriously. Like, it does try and tell some, like, some, you know, it does try to get you involved with feeling for the characters a little bit, but it's not, it's not very deep. Yeah. I mean, I have sort of a problem with it, because... If you're gonna sell a game on being like, on being a dad, you do actually very little like, dadding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. I noticed by like, the way. It's just sorry. a dating sim. Yeah, it is. It is pretty pretty just a dating sim. Um, they I noticed that in, that she is also your backup good ending. Um, so if you fuck up with uh, with dating one of the dads. Um, you get a nice scene with Amanda under the cherry tree instead. Yeah. Um, and it's a scene that you pretty much get anyway in the other endings, but it's like a little bit more brushed off. Mm -hmm. um, but if you get if you get one of the bad endings with the dad, then instead of getting a you know to to talk to one of the guys under the cherry tree, like you talk to Amanda and she talks about you know being grateful that you raised her well or whatever. Yeah. Which sort of sort of makes me wish that I hadn't gone around trying to bang all these dads, instead of <laughs> ignoring my daughter. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I thought that was a sweet thing that like they they sort of acknowledge that you know it's still like the important relationship is that you have an okay ending with your daughter. Yeah. Also, you can uh, at the in the beginning scene where you're talking about your dead spouse, you can also choose uh, the gender of your dead spouse. That's mm -hmm. true. <clears throat> you can also choose to make a trans dad if you want. Yes. Because there are uh, binder bodies for the uh, the body choices. Yes. There's a lot of there's a lot of like sort of interesting representational choices mm -hmm. in the narrative. Yeah. Uh, I felt like overall. Um, like, the romance seemed very almost tacked on. Like, the more important part was sort of getting to know the characters and, like, seeing, you know, seeing who they were and sort of finding out their stories. And, like, it almost didn't matter that you were trying to have a romance with them in most of, in most cases. Yeah. I, I guess, like, I think a, a big part of my, like, because I, I came into this being like, yeah, this is going to be great. I'm going to love this because it's, it's a dating sim and I like dating sims and it's kind of a goofy dating sim and it's got the daddy meme and I'm all on board and I, I came away from it just feeling kind of disappointed and a little like I, I got pretty bored after like a few after a few roots and I think mm. it comes down to the fact that like a like you said the the relationship aspect kind of doesn't matter and mm. and b like when I'm 
when I'm playing a visual novel, I have expectation of like an interesting story, and none of the stories were that. In, like it, it, it all felt like the same character arc for the most part. The same character arc with like just different characters swapped in, mm-hmm. and and like you mentioned earlier, it all the relationship explorations were pretty pretty shallow. The characterization was pretty shallow. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I guess I just expect more story out of a visual novel. Um, yeah. Which 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 isn't to say that I thought the writing was bad. I thought the writing was like, the writing was good. It just the narrative was not there for me. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I had a problem with is that I can't believe I'm saying this because I normally hate this, but normally like when you take multiple groups, you learn more about like the overarching story. <laughs> Yeah. And this game just felt like each route was an individual individual story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's it's like it wasn't that it's bad, it's just that there was not I mean, I think maybe the problem part of the problem was it was sort of overhyped. Like we expected more depth from it because like everybody was so excited about it. And I think I think that's part of it and also part of it was that like I like I I I bought into the hype, but I shouldn't have because the hype and this game is basically just built around a meme and the yeah. meme is daddy. Yep. And and I let the the medium like lead me to believe that there would be more to it than just we made a, a cute game about a meme. Yeah. Uh, and it's what's hilarious to me in a in an actually kind of really sad way is that like it's it you know, it's not that deep for a dating sim. But, like, the characters are still about a hundred times more developed than any other, like, gay characters in games yeah. these days. Because their storylines are not about their sexualities. Yeah, honestly, like, I-, I played a few routes, and then I was like, you know what I want to do? I want to play Hustle Cat. This game made me want to go back and play Hustle Cat. Yeah. Which, you know, yep. I think we all had our problems with Hustle Cat, but I, I find Hustle Cat to be a superior visual novel. And, yeah. and it's it's sort of the same thing where it's like you in, in Hustle Cat there's a lot of like representational stuff where you can be you can be uh like male presenting, you can be female presenting, you can choose your pronouns, and you can date anybody and like nobody ever ever calls into question question like anyone's sexuality. It's just accepted mm-hmm. as a fact. Um Yeah. Hustle Cat. I played it. <laughs> I played I mean I just I just played like one route just to like Mostly for the sake of comparison. You know, I I felt that impulse as well. I was like, man, you know, I remember really liking Hustle Cat. I should go try playing Hustle Cat again. I did not, but... Yeah, and, like, Hustle Cat has a cool overarching story, and there's, like, witches and shit, and there's there's a central conflict. Yeah, there's a rust witch on the loose that's, like, destroying shit. And I think that's the big thing that uh, I felt like this game was missing, was, like, a central conflict. Yeah. Um... Maybe in the Halloween DLC. Yeah, maybe in the Halloween DLC we'll we'll get we'll get uh, dad cults. Yep. Um, what else? I guess I don't know. I had some problems with the art. I had a lot of problems with the sound design. Um, yeah. Yeah. The the fact that they go like, hey. Yeah. So yeah. so that's it one thing. Bothered me so much. Yeah, I've I've played other visual novels that do that, and they give you the option to turn that off because that annoys me <laughs> a lot. This game did not have the option to turn it off, and 
the dialogue for the characters was like constantly being mixed at different levels. It was really yeah. off-putting. And the reason why I put Hugo off to the very last date was because for some reason that audio was at a much lower quality. So it just sounded out of place every time he spoke. And I was like, ah, ah, like it made me so mad. Absolutely. When you finish a date, there's like a little thing that they say on the like score screen, which the score screen is kind of hilarious because it has nothing to do with anything. There's all these like bars that fill that don't have anything to do with anything. But anyway, like arbitrary points. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And a grade. Um, The grade actually like is relevant. Yeah. But, um, but, on that screen, the the dad in question says something, and it was pretty universally mixed too low compared to the sound effects to hear it. Yeah. Uh, and the and Damien's was awful. It just like it was very poorly voice acted, and it just kept going on, and it like yeah, I remember. like the recording sounded amateur and. Yeah. Um, I thought the music was fine. Like I I didn't have any problems with the music, but the 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 voiceover recording was. Mm-hmm. not good especially Hugo's yeah. um yeah, uh yeah um and then the other problem I had was oh what was that I was gonna say that that same inconsistency carried on to the like pinups yeah because there's like a there's a when you get the best ending with a given dad you're rewarded by you get like a little pinup of that dad that goes into your gallery yeah and they're just really inconsistent like some of them are really good and some of them are like really yeah, not some of them are excellent i remember joseph's in particular looks like a first draft like it yeah it, it looks like maybe a halfway finished sketch and i was like Ugh. like it doesn't even yeah. look like the same character almost yeah yeah it looks like a different person it looks like an earlier version of that character art. yeah um and, um and Damien's was bad too. Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it. And then um and then just like the overall overall I had gripes with the art being inconsistent. Like the the character portraits were all universally really good. But then like and, and, and a lot and a lot of and a lot of this is like really nitpicky gripes because like I I also am an artist, but mm-hmm. Uh, when when you get to the score screen, you get like a blown up version of the dad, but you can tell that they didn't draw the art at a high enough resolution so that it was stretched and like pixelated in the in the score screen, and that bothered me. And the fact that your created dad was a completely different art style than anything yeah. else in the game. The create like the the yeah. the character portraits were like good illustrations. The created dad, I showed my boyfriend because I made a dad in in his image. <laughs> And he was like, I look like a character from the Venture Bros. And that's what they all look like. They all look yeah. like characters from the Venture Bros. Like, yeah. so that bothered me. And then, and then, like you said earlier, the backgrounds were really rough. Like, yeah. I, I will say, like, the color choice of the backgrounds was almost always primo. But the, the draftsmanship quality just wasn't there. Like, I remember looking at some of the backgrounds and I could still see, like, perspective guidelines that hadn't been erased out. The, yeah. the line work was like rough and shaky and you know I can get like wanting to simplify the backgrounds to uh, to you know because that's yeah, not the not focus cool. yeah but you need in a visual novel you need decent backgrounds because like all of your art has to be pretty good in a visual novel because that's all you've got really mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and so yeah I just I had a lot of issues with with the consistency just the the I guess the overall polish of the game was not super high to me, which I mean kind of makes sense because it was a pretty like 
small group game uh, to some extent. But I feel like there was, you know, maybe I'm misremembering. Maybe I'm totally misremembering. But I feel like Hustle Cat had a higher level of polish. And that was also pretty indie. Yeah, no, that's actually, that's also part of why I went back to Hustle Cat. Because I had a lot of issues with the art in Hustle Cat as well. Because there's the same issue where you can tell that different artists are doing different aspects. Parts of it. But yeah. I think I think overall, despite that, this slight inconsistency there, um, it, it, it felt like the overall level of polish was higher. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't like to pick on people's art, really, because mm-hmm. like, you know, I'm not like giving constructive criticism necessarily here because like I'm You're I, into I, deep now. Go for it. Yeah. Oh <laughs> well, yeah. Because like because I, I you know I'm not like saying like oh here's what like this and this and this is things that i would fix but you did this and this and this well like because i I, you know i can't do that like i'm not having a conversation with any of the artists so i don't necessarily like to rag on it but it really it really was distracting to me throughout the entirety of the game (laughs) sometimes it bothered me and sometimes it didn't um sort of like some of the more egregious examples like stood out to me yeah um but I have a I have a big like yeah. sort of overall dating sim question to kind of cap off with. But I want to like you know ask first if there are any other like topics that we had that we wanted to. I had a huge issue with like mechanically, and that yeah. is I'm like a sort of twitchy person when I read stuff like this. Mm-hmm. So I I always like double click to get. To mm-hmm. start a new conversation and get all the text so I can read it faster. Uh-huh. But when there's an like an option to choose, oh, you, if you, you double you click, accidentally... you choose. You, I accidentally chose so many options. <laughs> <laughs> and this game, I don't think has any way. Is there? Is there like a way no. to review text? No. Nope. <laughs> okay. I I was thinking there wasn't. Um... Yeah, I also looked for that where I'm like, oh, I just what was that last line? Can I just go back one line and see what they just said? Yeah. And in that... the end, I learned that you had to double click like in a place where the options can't be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's that's a good strategy. Good visual novel pro strat for <laughs> for your speed run. The next the next visual novel you try to speed run. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that's yeah. that's a big one as well. Yeah, I, I also know. had a, I had a this is this is like a super nitpicky game design thing on the on the the realm of like the super nitpicky art stuff. Yeah. Um, there's a in in the Joseph storyline, um, they drop two separate hints that you can get a better ending with Joseph, oh, and that they? but yeah, but there isn't one. Um, I mean, you know, possibly hidden ending notwithstanding. Um, when you f- are about to go on the last date, Amanda specifically, like, takes you aside and tells you to make good choices. Oh, that's right. And then when you get the ending with Joseph, your character goes like, oh, was there something I could have done that could have m- maybe made this turn out differently? Yeah. And both of those are, like, huge red flags in terms of, like, normal game design queuing of... By the way, that's not the thing that you could you, you could get something else. Why don't you try again? You know, um, but from what I'm read, it doesn't sound like there is a like a good ending with Joseph. Yeah. So, 
Like that's it's it's annoying. Like I'm sure they did it in a sort of um, like meta self-aware sort of way, like to make you think about like, oh, I should try again and you know see if there's a better ending. But in the end, it turns out like no, they, this is just doomed to failure and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Well, um, the scene with Ananda isn't really like a fake extra ending because you actually made the right choices and got the good ending. Uh, yeah. But you can get a worse ending. So it doesn't have to be, like... Yeah, but I mean, it's... Well, the scene with Amanda that I'm talking about, the one where she, like, tells you to make good choices, is before you go on the final date. Yeah, but it's, you can screw up the final date, right? I guess that's true. Like, if you if you arguably screw it up, you get a better ending in the sense that you don't get an ending with Joseph. But in as much as, like, the good endings are the endings where you get the pinups, um, there is not, like, the ending where you wonder if you could have done better is the good ending. Yeah. At least me mechanically speaking. Like, you can argue about it narratively. Um, but I don't know. I was annoyed that they would put such, like, clear, obvious cues in there if they're not going to pay it off. Yeah, that's that's not good signaling. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so, oh, so my overall thing. I'm sorry. Any any other like stuff that people want to talk about before I go to this question? No, I did all of my nitpicky griping. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Carl, any any nitpicky gripes that you want to make? No. All right. Um. So, uh, I read an interview where they talked about um the problem with like dating sims as like dating currency right where you you talk to a character and you like make enough correct choices and do enough nice things for them that they then fall in love with you and your reward is sex um and how like that sort of model of like a currency-based relationship is not great because of you know what it implies about relationships um but i st even despite them like saying that they were trying to not do that in this game I felt like this game still fell into that a little bit, where you're like, oh, I see, this is this, this character is looking for this sort of thing, so I should do the answers that match this sort of thing. Like, you know, like, I'm trying to date Robert, so I should do the more, like, adventurous, like, cool activities and, like, hang out with him instead of, you know, my instinct, which is to, like, go home and take care of my daughter. Yeah, that's uh, really interesting, because I felt like this game did that more than other dating yeah. sims. Yeah, I, I feel like it still has that problem pretty, like, pretty strongly. So, my question to you guys is, how would you design, like, a simulation of dating where it didn't feel, or a, even, a, like, a visual novel-style game where it didn't feel like a, a romance currency? Uh, well, See, that's, for uh, starters, I think you need to reward, not dialogue options, of yourself and your interests. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, that's That was the first thing I came up with, was like, it needs to have a section of the game where instead of, like, trying to figure out someone else, you are trying to figure out your own character and, like, stating what your <laughs> who you are and what your identity is. Yeah, and that's, see, because, like, I've sort of got a visual novel, like, dating sim that I'm working on, barely working on, but it's, like, in, it's kind of rattling around in the back of my head and I'm doing a little bit, and I'm... And that's something that I've sort of thought of, and I guess the, the way that I'm sort of approaching it is 
you know, once you're locked into who you're going to date, like, that's locked in. You can't, like, there's not going to be like, oh, you picked the right choices, so they like you. You didn't pick the right choices, so they don't like you. Like, it's locked in, they like you, whatever. And the choices that you make that coincide with that storyline are related to, like, other aspects of the storyline where, you know, like, there's there's the romantic subplot, but there's also something bigger going on. So your choices affect the other shit and they don't affect your relationship. So like you could get a good ending or a bad ending based on like the other stuff, but not the really, like the relationship is fine. It's there. It's settled, whatever. And I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily better because then it's still like, it's still like playing into sort of relationship expectations, but I mean, I yeah, guess it, if you're it playing, just becomes, I think it's not bad. I think it just uh, it becomes less a simulation of the relationship. Yeah, and that's and the just thing. Ex- is like if, yeah. if you're if you're playing a, a dating sim, you're expecting dating. You're expecting romance. <laughs> so like I'm I'm I guess my thinking was like sidestep all of the like commodification bits and just say okay yes you get the romance because that's what you're here for. I'm not gonna punish you and take away take away the thing that you're playing the game for instead like your choices reflect on on other narrative beats mm-hmm. so i don't know that's what my thing that's is. an interesting approach yeah also because i mean like, that sort of feels like that's what hustle cats yeah is doing <laughs> it actually yeah that you're actually not wrong um yeah i would also like try to reward how you respond to approaches rather than like what interest you have yeah sort of if someone opens up how do you respond to that opening mm-hmm. that's that's true hmm. i i had thought i had uh, sort of hypothesized a game in which like the f- first at least half if not more of the game is more about figuring out who you are and like doing um you know doing activities and interacting with people in a way that the game like measures your personality uh and then when you actually get to the dating sim part uh the dialogue options you are given are based on who you are and not what you should say to the person so like if you are like goofy and like don't take things seriously and always want to get the go with the fun option then you all you get are like the goofy, fun-loving dialogue options, and some characters will respond to those, and some won't. But you uh, like you don't get to pick one. You just you know because this is who you are now. That's interesting, and like if if you if you want to date other characters, then you basically have to role play as a different type of person. Yeah, and that's oh that's that's interesting. And I that like that. Sort of sounds kind of punishing though to the player. <laughs> Maybe. Like <laughs> would... you don't get to you don't get to date these guys because they don't like you. But that's well, how I... real dating works. <laughs> like... I, I well it does. No, I understand. That's, that's the balance, right? Is like realistic simulation versus fun game, right? Yeah. Um, and I think it, you would ideally you would write it such that like in any given in any given character that you develop and role play there's still like two or three different people you could date and maybe some of them are more difficult to date than others based on who you are um but there are some people who are like completely closed off because they just don't like the sort of person you are yeah or you just get a like a storyline based on your haircut That's and that's that's, that's 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 everything about your personality right up front is your haircut. Uh, yeah, 
basically. Uh, that's that's a, that's a really interesting way of approaching it. But it also seems really, really complicated to, like, actually implement. But yeah. I, I like that. I like that idea. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, it's a. I mean, you know, it's a problem in dating sims, and I don't think it's a problem that's going anywhere anytime soon because it's sort of baked into the genre a little bit. Yeah. It also, kind of the is. problem with dating sims is that people who like dating sims want a dating sim, and other and other players don't play dating sims. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you came to to a dating sim, you came to it because you like the genre conventions. Mm -hmm. So, like you're you know what you're in for. And yeah. and straying too far from that unfortunately will will disappoint your player base. Yeah, or you're going to have to get like a whole bunch of completely different people interested in a dating sim who aren't normally interested in dating sims and that's very hard which i mean i guess that's what they did with this honestly that's what they were trying to yeah. do yeah because like i mean like the game grumps audience is is huge and their their sort of their social media reaches is in, incredibly vast so mm -hmm. it, it, it just using that and playing off of a meme like basically is a baked in colossal audience for them yeah so and i I gotta say, for a group with as much reach as them, like, making a, like, not that unstandard dating sim where you get to, like, actually have fairly well-rounded gay characters and not make a big deal out of it is, like, not the worst thing they could have done. It's, oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Like, it's nice that this exists. Yeah. And I'm 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 happy about what it says about the sort of general direction of the game, like of games as a medium and the you know the industry and and so on. Yeah. Even though you know I could have wished for maybe a little more depth in it as a as a story. Yeah. Man, I was ex I was not expecting this episode to be as much of a downer as it ended up being. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Because I did enjoy playing it, and I did have a lot of laughs along the way. Yeah, I I don't know. I just, I, I guess I was just sort of disappointed because I came in with with more of a background in visual novels, and I was expecting more of a story, and I just, I just kind of got bored. Um, yeah. And then I had a lot of art gripes, so I feel I feel like I'm I'm more down on this game than I than I really am. But at the same time, I. I'm. I don't think I'm ever like gonna really revisit it. Like I'm not gonna feel compelled to come back to it when I'm playing a different visual novel. Like I felt yeah. compelled to go back to Hustle Cat while I was playing this. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I wonder what this is. What the experience of this is like for someone who like has no conception of that genre. Like has yeah. never seen anyone play a visual novel. Doesn't really know anything about dating sims. Like has never played any of them. Because presumably a lot of the Game Grumps audience that will be true for. Yeah. That 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 is. Well, there was one there. I I'm thinking back, and I think there they they have done a, at least one visual novel on Game Grumps. Oh oh, like as a as a let's play. As a let's play, yeah. Like I like I I didn't think about it until just now, but I now that I'm thinking, they I I recall they played a uh, Sakura Spirit. Which is like a, a a sort of sexy 
dating no, it's it's not even a dating sim it's it's just a sort of sexy visual novel about like like shrine spirits and they're like anthropomorphized i think one of them is like a fox girl or maybe they're both fox girls and it's like a little bit like it's fan servicey but it's not full-blown sexy really and they they actually like had to read all of the dialogue which sounds like an incredibly punishing time um because yeah, I, I, I feel like they did like visual novels don't necessarily stream well yeah um and and i i actually um my my boyfriend gifted me that game and i i played it and there it's it's pretty long and there's a lot of reading so yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well, anyway I guess I, mean, I say that, but I have been watching people play this on Let's Plays, so. Visual novel is that far of a stretch from, like, let's say, a Telltale game. That is true. I mean, yeah, I don't I think that's a real problem. Yeah. That's fair. I still think it, like, I still think there's a reasonable chance that it, you know, it could be some people's first encounter with the genre yeah. or oh, anything yeah. resembling the genre absolutely i i don't know just just like the 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 coinciding of the game grumps audience and uh visual novels as a genre reminded me that they actually let's played one of them but <laughs> but that was like a while ago so it's yeah. it's it's also not unlikely that like people who are sort of newer to that whole fandom had never like watched those episodes or whatever mm -hmm. um even I didn't watch all of those episodes. I think I watched one and I was like, okay, that's fine. Like, I can just play this game instead of listening to two people read the game. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe we are a little down on it, but <laughs> that's fine. Is there a visual novel with, like, full audio? Um, a lot, a lot, actually. Um, a lot of, a lot of Japanese ones are fully voice acted, uh, but they're I fully voice acted in Japanese. So that doesn't help. That doesn't help us, but yeah. um, because I think I tune it out. Yeah, because it, it. I mean, like, it, usually it, people it, don't speak as fast as you can read. Yeah, for the most part. Um, and it's one of those things. It's like they they value voice acting a lot more in Japan, I think, than they do here. To the point where like audio dramas are still popular. Like mm -hmm. radio dramas, you can get like odd like audio like cd mp3 like downloadable like that are just audio dramas um and i you know visual novels are sort of an extension of that to an extent it's like an extension of that and like like manga um and i mean it takes a lot of time and costs a lot of money yeah yeah and considering how visual novels are sort of like really one of the big indie options at least in the west like it makes sense that that we don't see fully voice acted uh, visual novels as much in in English speaking contexts yeah I don't know <laughs> no I mean it makes sense where like how recently was like voice ga voice acting in American games just like the absolute worst trash oh yeah right? just like any anybody that you can uh, that you can find I actually uh, I have a, a friend in Brazil <laughs> and he he was telling us once about how the like the um, like Brazilian Portuguese like voice options are universally terrible because they just have to find 
anybody that they can find who who speaks the language and and their their relative skill as a voice actor is not as much of a consideration as you can speak the language here's a job yep. um and that's that's even in uh, in Shenmue that was a thing where like they they wanted it to be fully voiced in English, but they did all of the voice acting in Japan. So they they basically hired anyone who could speak English and called themselves a voice actor, and that's <laughs> why a lot of the voice acting in Shenmue is like, Ugh. Yeah. so yeah. No, what's the? I don't remember the name of it, which is unfortunate because it's it's amazing. But there's an archive out there. Um, specifically dedicated to examples of like really atrocious like voice acting in video games, uh, and I it's got like all remembered. the clips from the uh, from the old Resident Evil games, and uh, it, it was just it's it's a glorious way to spend like an hour or two. Is it audio atrocities? That sounds right. Okay, I I just I googled bad voice acting, and that was like one of the first things that came up. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Amazing. That sounds fun. Let's see. Oh yes, this is the this is the website. Okay. Yeah, no, this is a fun website, and uh, I recommend like, it's you know taking taking a moment to go see some of the the like old school examples from it because they are they are pretty hilariously terrible. Uh, was it was it Resident Evil the one that I'm thinking of where there's like someone being attacked and they're they're trying to like tell you to not to like save yourself. And the, the line that they ended up recording was, Don't come! Don't come! <laughs> <laughs> that might yeah, not have I, been Resident Evil, but... It, I, I don't think it's Resident Evil, but it may well be in the archive. Yeah, I... That's I, the like, sort of thing they archive. Yeah, I remember, like, hearing about that. Like, it's it's an actual line in an actual game. I just can't remember what game it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, this has been a tangent. This has been a very nice Yeah, I was going to say, before we get too <laughs> off track, yeah. how about we uh, we talk about what we're playing next? Yeah, we're let's talk about what we're playing next. Uh, the next game that we are playing since it... You know, this is like the second game in a row that we will have played that is a uh, relatively recent release. Um, we will be playing the game Tacoma, which is, a, which is by um, Fulbright, who you might know as the people who made Gone Home. And as far as I know, this game is basically gone home, but in space. So I'm space I'm gone. I'm looking forward to it because Gone Space Home. Because I liked Gone Home, but I felt like the 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 least the least interesting thing was the narrative. And the most interesting <laughs> thing Yeah, like I love I love walking around in that big house and just looking at stuff and reading pieces of paper strewn about. I don't really care about your teenage, your, like, doomed teenage romance or whatever, but if you put it in space, I will, I will immediately care a lot more. <laughs> so I hope it's full of 90s memorabilia, but in space. <laughs> We're still nostalgic. I think this game takes place in, like, like t 20, 2080 something, so we're still nostalgic about the 90s, almost a century later. <laughs> the, uh, the, like... 2090s or I don't know when would be the next I don't know I that joke didn't work okay, sorry that's fair <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to my friends I apologize to my family the uh all right so yes Tacoma Tacoma yes gone home in space yes gone home in space we'll be playing it in uh, a couple weeks or we'll be playing it over the next couple of weeks we'll be talking about it in a couple of weeks yeah uh all right should we do plugs 
Yeah, let's do that thing. Let's do plugs. Okay. Uh, hello, I am Kelso. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kelso Time Bomb. Uh, if you if you would like to follow my art Twitter, that is uh, at K Time Bomb Art. That's about it. <laughs> message her. Message her if you wish to appear as a guest host on this very podcast. Yes. Yes. Also do that. And I and I run the the podcast uh, Twitter at Feedback Force. You can follow mm-hmm. us there for updates on uh, episodes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am at Kyla underscore go on Twitter. Uh, I also stream on Sundays, uh, Sunday mornings at 10 p.m. Pacific. 10 a.m.? Um, hmm? 10 a.m.? Did you I said, not say you that? You said 10 p.m. 10 a.m. Pacific. <laughs> 10, 10 p.m. on a Sunday morning. <laughs> I guess it could be morning to someone. Anyway, yes, continue. Uh, right, 10 a.m. Uh, on on Sundays, and uh, I'm I think I was playing um, Super Mario RPG, but uh, I think I'm gonna stop playing Super Mario RPG. Uh, this, is the, this is the first time I like have not finished a game, but I I think I'm not gonna finish this, and I think I'm gonna just switch to playing a uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night instead. Ooh. Um, so yeah, that's a this is a, a stream where I play uh, old game like old classic games that I did not um, get a chance to play when they were new, so I've like never actually played through them, um, and I've never played Castlevania, and I've actually never played any Castlevania games, uh, and I figure I should start with Symphony of the Night because that's the one that like everyone always talks about all the time. Yeah, that was like big, big league groundbreaking. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm gonna probably do that starting next week. Nice. That's nice. exciting. Carl. And you can follow me on Twitter at at Skug Three. Yeah. Nice. Yay. And are you working on anything cool right now? Uh. Nah. Not really. Okay, that's cool. Oh, well, sort of, but not really. <laughs> All right, you gotta be gonna be coy about it. That's fine. <laughs> tell, us, tell us about it when it's ready. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, thank you for listening to us talk and a, a little bit complain, but talk about Dream Daddy. Uh, we hope you're not mad about our about our uh, unpopular opinions, and we will see you in a couple weeks when we talk about Tacoma. Pick it up, play it with us. Uh, Come on the podcast if you want to talk about uh, Gone Home in Space. Or, or any sure. game in the future. Are we going to refer to it as Gone Home in Space forever? Maybe. I guess it, it depends, depends on... how liked Gone Home it is. Yeah. Because, like, I haven't, I haven't actually played it. I just know that it's, like, a, a similar concept where you, like, sort of walk around and uncover the story through, like, you know, implicit narrative bits. Yeah. And uh, be sure to message us on Twitter... To let us know how wrong we were about uh, Dream Daddy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Do that. Absolutely. <laughs> we welcome your feedback. We yeah, it's the, called the feedback force for a reason. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and that reason is because it sounded cool. <laughs> yeah, because it because it was nice and alliterative, and we couldn't find another podcast with the same name. Yep. Uh, <laughs> cool. All right. Well, we will be back in two weeks, and we hope you join us then. See you around, guys. Bye. Bye.